0: G'day and welcome to the ball boys AFL fantasy podcast. It is our final podcast going through the positions, uh, each week. Today we are finishing it off with the rucks. Lots to talk about for a position where we only have two players, but we are going to get stuck into it. Let's go. G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today, joined as always by Luke Rogerson, we're talking rucks, talking the big fellas.
1: I'm, I wasn't expecting to be excited by this, but looking at doing a little bit of research this morning, I thought this is a position where Ooh, there's some there's some moving and shaking to be made, isn't yeah. there? So this, I'm pretty this excited. Time,
0: this time last year, the rucks were the forward line of this year. <laughs> you know, there yes. was not much to choose from, but yep. from that we got obviously two huge performances from Tim English and Rowan Marshall, which, you know, played every single game yep. last year. Um, both rose their average by, I think, more than 20 points each yep. or, or close to thereabouts and um, were genuine captain options every week. So, we might have a similar story this year. We might not. There's uh, a lots to talk about. Lots of... Uh, Interesting players to discuss today. There's there's a few different ways you can go,
1: and that makes it intriguing.
0: So we'll get stuck right into it because we've only got a few players to play about, but I want to spend some time on each of these options. We're going to start at the very top, however, with the highest averaging player, not just Ruckman, of the season last year, and that is Tim English. He averaged 118.5 points last year, like I mentioned, played every single game last year and um, just really took it to another level was it kind of reminded me of prime Brody Grundy in a way and the mm. fact that he was like an extra midfielder around the ground. Um, a lot of people are kind of writing him off a little bit, I think, at the moment because he is so expensive. But of all those players who, who average as high as or, or, you know, over the 110, yeah. English almost strikes me as the player who's the most likely to repeat what he did. However, we should mention that early in the preseason, he's had some... Migraines. Well, <laughs> I actually, I'm, of, I'm uh, no trains. doctor,
1: but I've got to the bottom of it. He's oh, got okay. migraines because he can't fucking work out who Bevo's putting in the midfield around him. <laughs> He looks down and goes, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> hold on, hold on. You've Caleb Daniels? And <laughs> looks out to him, oh, you've been Bevo'd, McRae. I'm <laughs> fucking lucky. So he's got, that's why he's got a headache. I've worked it out. But I the, mean, that would drive us all to have migraines every day, I reckon. The thing is, is... Is your ruckman even a ruckman if he's not a midfielder these days? You know what I mean. Yeah, like, that like, feels like the thing these especially days, especially yeah. fantasy-wise. Like all the yes. best ruckmen over the last you know five six years effectively are doing midfield things, and then just give them thirty points on top of that for their hitouts. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm a little, I probably a little uh, sort of different opinion to you there in terms of potentially starting English. Like he's priced at 118, and yes, there's every chance that he does that, and and potentially even more just the way he goes about things, but. We've got a line here where we've got like three guys that I can potentially see going 20 or more points of upside. It's the opportunity cost of you pick English, that's fantastic, you lock him away, but what could you have spent that money on elsewhere when there's value to be had in the Rucks this year? Yeah,
0: and and this might lead us to a bit more of like a um, sort of like structured debate in terms of Previous years, we talk about set and forget strategy, yeah. and um, I might lump in you know his uh, running mate here, Rowan Marshall, into the into the conversation as well, because both these guys were enormous scorers. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing to me this season is that both those players don't have an early round buy; mm. they both don't play obviously opening round. So the players that you're alluding to, which we will talk about later, yeah. do have opening round buys, and so. You've got two players who are genuine captain options. Who, again, you talk about Rucks being, I guess, tag-proof in a way compared to some of our midfielders. Badge, uh, <laughs> Badge of
1: that.
0: Badge tagging a ruckman. The only. Yeah.
1: Is there someone who could... I mean, Blissarves might be maybe. the only bloke who could potentially tag a Ruckman. I mean, I don't think you'd be tagging Ron Marshall, but maybe <laughs> maybe <a> English. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, how times have changed. I Imagine know, having right? this discussion 40, 40 years ago. Tagging but so, a
0: so their, their floor is extremely high. They're mm. going to be players, or at least I believe English is going to be a player that you're going to want to have in your team at some point. The old set-and-forget strategy was... Obviously, you plug those guys in. You don't yep. have to worry about it for the rest of the season. Yep. Um, you know, you've know, you only got two players in that position. So, just lock down the, the best two yep. and don't worry about it. So, it's interesting to me that that... It, I don't think it's getting discussed very much in the AFL fantasy community. And, look, whilst I agree that there's some really good options outside of that... Yeah. In a year where those guys don't <coughs> play the early round buys, I think maybe... It's at least worth thinking about.
1: Yeah, something I, I was thinking about this morning, I'm going to sort of fumble my way through this, but I think you'll know what I mean, yep. is the the typical way that you go about your, your upgrades is that you obviously you generate cash from your rookies and your mid-prices, yep. you cash in that cash, and you probably put it on the top of... The, the head of a mid-pricer yep. and you typically will go to try and find that underpriced premium. Yes. So it's not like you necessarily you're going, going straight to the top. So this is something that I was thinking about this morning is let's say English and Marshall for whatever reason just keep humming and they don't come down. It's w- what more than you,
0: likely going to happen.
1: And what then happens if you try to upgrade, let's, let's say you're trying to upgrade this mid-pricer yep. To one of these guys, and you don't have the cash, does then it have to become like a double week thing? Yeah, to, like, it, I can it, see it going where it might on,
0: be something you have to wait till the bias, you know, when you've got yeah. that two down, one up kind of thing. was so. just something
1: that was rolling around in my head, and I know I didn't articulate it very well then, but I just thought on a lot of other lines, you'll typically that upgrade will be to a person on that line that you think is an underpriced premium, whereas yeah. in the Ruck line, obviously, we're just naturally shorter on options and where does that kind of leave you so well,
0: think about our season last year we both started with uh, well hold on <laughs> yeah, <don't laughs> I care. started with wits you ended up with wits after yeah. uh, a couple of rounds and the only reason we were able to get an English into our team was because of a late out yes. of a Joe Witts and we yeah. traded across to an English. If that hadn't have
1: happened, our seasons would have been even more uh, fucked. Who,
0: who <laughs> knows when we would have got English? It might not have been until yeah. the, the buy rounds or something like that where we would be able to get him in. And a lot of it's people, true. a lot of people had that trouble last season of like going weeks and weeks and weeks without Tim English. Yeah, um, and that was very difficult for them to overcome. So. If you replay that scenario and you start yeah. with some of these cheaper guys and you are trying to get up to that English, it, it, you might have to prepare yourself to be without a player like him for half the season, essentially, which it, is a,
1: it's a daunting thought. It's interesting discussion as well. The other thing, I mean, you mentioned Rowan Marshall before. All, all the talk is English, and rightly so. He yeah. averaged 118. He was the highest averaging player in the game. English went under 108 times. Mm-hmm. Not too bad, and they were effectively all in the 90s. But guess how many times Rowan Marshall went under 100? I want to say once or twice. Four. Four? Yeah. So it's like, I mean, four, but it's still... He's had effectively as good a season. He averaged, what, one less, two less. Yeah. Um, And of those four, two of them were were sub-90. Yeah. Um, But... I mean, he had a good season too. Like, there's he, um, no discounting what he did. He
0: also had a couple. I want to say a couple of games where he was subbed or managed down the end of the end of the game. Like, I remember there was that round four game against the Suns where they didn't have Jared Witz in there. He had 107 in three quarters. Yeah, uh, he didn't play the fourth quarter and yeah, got subbed nuts. out. Um, his last three so, games:
1: one thirty-one, one forty-one, one thirty-two. Monster, so, monster
0: scores. Um, yeah, I mean, it was really his his first game of the season, round one, where he scored 72 was the only real game where he went under 80. Um, and there's just some huge, huge scores in here. Um, and, and for both of these guys, it doesn't seem like there's anything different. Like, the, yeah, the team's are the change? same. There's there's no... Like, Jordan Sweet's not even there for Tim English to yeah, really I mean, threaten him. He wasn't him. there last year either, but... Well, he wasn't yeah. there. But, like, the threat of him coming into the team is yeah. not there. Yeah. Um, like, it's... Uh, uh, more or less the same for them both it's uh, this season. So. I
1: don't know how many people will, but I'll, I would love to see how a set and forget english Marshall combination plays out for a season. If somebody starts with it, yeah. <clears throat> I'd just love to see where that kind of puts them. I don't well, think too many people will do it. But. Last
0: last thing before we move on from here. Yeah. Say you are rolling right now with a Bonson Pelly or a Jordan Dawson mm-hmm. or even an Andrew Brayshaw in your M1. yeah, What? What's to say that we don't go instead of that guy as your M one as your captain option, yep. but we go with a ruck as our captain option as a bit of a unique play, a bit of a you know, you know, you go that 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 more expensive uh, midfielder down to a cheaper midfielder and get your at least one of your rucks up to one of these guys as an option. Do you think that there's some? Credibility in that. I or? think
1: depending on who the person is, it will, it will be where those people deem the value is. Do yes. you know what I mean? If if you're looking to do that, then obviously in your mind you deem that there's somebody with better value in the midfield that you yeah. can get on than there is in the rough line. Uh, that's the kind of way I see it. Is is if you're looking to lock in that captain option on either line, well, what are you getting on the other line? Yeah. And yeah. what's the what value price you'd, or, you'd, or whatever? Exactly. So if you deem yeah. Grundy as thirty points unders, but you can only find a midfielder that you deem as twenty point unders, then yeah. I mean the, you sacrifice ten points. There. Yeah, yeah. If, if that's the way that you're seeing it it'll depend person to person but yeah, and I think the uh, early round buys will be something that also
0: factors into that. True. So, True. let's
1: everybody in your crew identifies
0: as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time.
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's go on and start to talk about those cheaper Ruckman that, that do give us some value. And I want to start with the, well, we'll go by price order essentially. Yeah. I want to start with Max Gorn, who yeah. is, you know, the... The creme de la creme over the last 10 years of, <laughs> of Ruckman. He's been a staple in our fantasy sides for many years. He was the old leader of the set-and-forget Rucks, and yep. um, he finds himself for the first time in, I want to say about three or four years, being basically a sole Ruck. Previously, he, obviously, last year he had Grundy. Yeah. The two years prior to that, he had uh, Luke Jackson, Jackson yep. in there as well. But this year... Neither of those players are there. Like, who is their who is their secondary ruck? I mean, I don't know. I've got no idea either. Uh, it's it's going to be you know it's one of their one of their key forwards. Will maybe uh, Van Ru and will have to step in there and I do mean, some ruck work. There's but, a
1: fair few teams that are going with that with the, yeah. the solo ruckman and then just the guy who can give you a little chop out. You yep. know, and that that ruckman's going to do eighty ninety percent CBAs. I mean in the in the six games without Grundy, one thirteen. Um, Fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's it's close to that. And then the interesting thing is like, take yourself back to the the patch between 2018 and 2021. So Gorn effectively averaged 111 across those three seasons. And in the COVID year, Averaged yeah, average 100, like <laughs> yeah. which is... Yeah. So, that's just... Those are monumental numbers. Huge, um, huge numbers. 32 um, years old. So, where do you sit with that? Because I know you're very hard and fast.
0: Yes. I, I, I don't love my over 30s. However,
1: <laughs> this is maybe he the... Picks and chooses. This, <laughs> this is
0: maybe the exception. Um, <laughs> now, there's a lot of talk about rucks, you know, like they... They're on a different timeline to everyone else, you know? they got to grow into their bodies and okay. all this sort of stuff. You do so- reckon Gorn is grown into his body yet. <laughs> you reckon he's got more to give. Uh, look, I'm, I'm willing to give Max Gorn the benefit of the doubt because the situation is so vastly different. He's priced at, what is he priced at, 92 on a... CBA percentage of last season at 65%. <laughs> 65%.
1: He, he is a safe 20 points of upside if he is like an 80 90% main runner oh, guy. I believe so. And that puts
0: him into that 110 plus category, which is a captain option. And those are the yeah. types where – like that's a Rowan Marshall of last season. Like those are the types that dramatically shape your season. <laughs> and to me, he is – lucky he's the guy that I – like previously, just to reveal my team, we're going to do a team reveal later. Ooh. But I, for a long time this preseason, I had Grundy in there and Cherry. Yeah. Before Cherry's injury, I replaced Grundy with the Gorn. Fa- the facial. Um. So so I've gone. I I reckon of all the. Did ruts, you say
1: before? Yeah. Oh
0: no! So <laughs>
1: turn it up. Reveal it later. But, before.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but. So he did. No, I re- re- replaced Grundy with Gorn. So oh, I, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think Gorn of all the players is... A lot of people are deciding, okay, do I go Sherry or do I go Gorn? Yeah. I think we should be deciding, should we go Grundy or Sherry? Well, this is I it. I think Grundy, Gorn is the player that you, you put in there first.
1: Grundy priced at 75. It, it depends. What do you think he's going to give us? If he gives us 95, that's 20 points of upside. But we're pretty confident that if Max goes into the middle and does his thing, 20, he's 20 points.
0: 20 points of upside if you finish at 110 and 20 points of upside if you finish at 95
1: are two different things taking the 110 because
0: the guy that finishes at 110 you don't really need to upgrade him he is He's he locked. is he is a set and forget yeah. and he there's a world where i see that you could potentially say that max corn is the second highest averaging ruck. Yeah, yeah yeah um i don't think that's no one should you know turn their nose up at that yeah and i think that that to me is just a more safer bet plus we've seen him do it more recently yes. like you you reference when grundy went out last year he went over 110, 111, 130, yeah. and there were some monster scores Comfy. in there. The first game where Grundy um, like was out of his <laughs> fight, he went
1: 162. Poor Grundy uh, gets dropped. <laughs> fuck, I hope Max just <laughs> yeah. takes it easy. He's, Please, Max, don't fucking screw me. Yeah. He goes, I'll go 150, thanks.
0: He's also got a four in his score uh, baked into his average last yeah, year. He yeah, got yeah. injured. Uh, one of his teammates fell on his leg. Um, so that four is baked into his score as well. So even yeah. if you just take that one game out, his average he, he should have averaged a 97, um, so so you've even got that baked in there, yeah. there's just a, a lot of things pointing to me the fact that he is going to go absolutely huge this season, and the last thing I'll, I'll say before we move on to Grundy, is that his run to start the um, beginning of the season, I believe is actually pretty juicy as well, so he comes up against Western Bulldogs, um, which is Tim English, but we know that they also give up. Yep. points to, to Ruckman. Hawthorne is probably his only tough matchup of that of that group. Um, last year, they were a tougher matchup for Rucks. <laughs> then he's got Port Adelaide, Adelaide, and the Brisbane Lions. Now, Brisbane were historically tough for
1: Rucks. Except he but, went like 150.
0: But last, last year, it, to, to the second it. half last year, they were actually one of the easiest matchups for Ruckman. So I think the big O is starting to slow down a little bit there. And um, <laughs> and Max, yeah, feasts on them. So
1: so we're both in grants We reckon we're going to see Max gone.
0: Maximum corn, <laughs> yes we are. Absolutely, I do think, uh, I do think we'll see that. Um, so my question to you is, is he in your team right now?
1: Not currently, not currently. Okay. But do, but doing the research that I was doing this morning, there was there were fucking things flying everywhere in my yes. brain in terms of the rocks, so yes, yes, yes. nobody's safe. Let's talk about his ex-teammate Let's. and the other
0: side of the Gaundy combination, yep. Brody Grundy. Now, he obviously... Was he's the rock pig. Yep. Back to back 120s back in his day. Oh, my goodness. However, it was a little while ago. I mean, 2018, 2019. Yeah. Since then, now 2020, he went 90.9 in a yep. COVID year. So that's probably a big score. I think roughly, you know, 110 ish. Yeah. 2021, 106.5. Yeah. 2022, only played the six games and a 93.3 yep.
1: average. Last year, obviously, 75, which is where he's priced at. Well, th- this is the thing, and you've kind of, you've you've stolen all my points, but <laughs> you've painted the narrative that I wanted to paint. So, like, 20, 2019, the guy went over 148 times. Oh,
0: monster. Like, monster What the numbers. fuck is that? Yeah.
1: And then, so, COVID, okay, that's yep. disruptive for everyone, but he's actually, he's had a good COVID average. Decent okay. average, yeah. 2021, he goes 106. If he goes 106 this year, that is a winning pick for 75. That is, what was that's that? 30, 30 points. points of upside. Yes. Okay. And then, 2022, he gets injured after whatever it was, five games. Yes. Okay. And then in 2023, it, this might be a strong word, but it, it may be the way that he... It was a little embarrassing. Like, yeah, I, that's, yeah. that's not me saying it was, but maybe from the way he like, felt. He's a fucking...
0: He's, the, the perception of he's fallen, like, from grace in terms of the public perception.
1: He is an absolute star of the competition. Yep. And to have... What happened last season happened. That you know would have knocked his pride a little bit, perhaps. So I reckon he's going to Sydney. He's going. Guess what? Fuck you all. I'm I'm going to lock in. I'm the number one ruck here, and I'm going to show you guys. So, I can sell myself on the narrative of Brody Gundy easy. Easily, yeah. He's, he's I, only 29. Uh, yeah, he, you he, just he, said Max Gordon's got
0: us. <laughs> <laughs> he's got
1: years left. He's, <laughs> he's his profit, right. though, they're 40.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, look, I, I'm following everything you're you know saying I mean? here. Um, to piggyback off that point, even when he got the opportunity, so Max Gordon missed four games last season. Yep. Um, well, he missed three, but the f- – The fourth one, he he basically was out from the start of the game. So in those games, he went 95, 106, 119, 81. So that's probably, on average, a low 100, kind of average across four games there. You combine that with the 93 that he averaged, that's where that gives us about that 95, 96 kind of mark uh, for him to go. Now, I I do want to reference that 2022 season, before he got injured and before we started to see Darcy Cameron come in and then... Collingwood got their ideas of we don't actually need this guy. Is even before he went down, Mm. he wasn't looking like the Brody Grundy that we know and love. Yeah. And I wonder if the game and the pace of the game of the last few years, because he was always a guy who's like the you know the what the fourth midfielder or whatever he is. Yeah. Um I wonder if that pace of the game being faster than it is today, like the the Stand rule, which obviously when he was going 120s, the stand rule was not a thing. I wonder if that pace of play is to the detriment of someone like a Brody Grundy and and how much so. Like, obviously, I don't, we're not expecting to go 120, I don't think. No, I think there would be. But is it, is it 95? Is it 100? Is it 105? Like, where do we kind of have him pegged? Um,
1: I think if you're, if you're someone with the, the skill of Brodie Grundy, and you're the number one ruck at your team. You're not sharing that ruck, except for the the occasional chop out. Yeah, you, you have to go a hundred. Like we've we've got guys that do that that are not necessarily the talent of Brody Grundy that go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Nank. We, we love Nank. Like, we, but we he's not Brody love Nank. He's yeah. not Brodie Grundy. Yeah. So, and he's effectively done that at Richmond, if not better. I just don't see a world where, if he's healthy, if he's that. Eighty to ninety percent ruck guy. Yep. I, I don't see a world where he goes less than a hundred. But the thing is, I, I, I'm not sure about the pace of the game thing. I didn't. I wasn't playing fantasy when he was, you know, being Domating, an absolute yeah. pig. So I wasn't watching him <clears throat> as closely. But my perception of it is that he was effectively just doing what English does. Like he'd lay a few tackles, he'd get some of those short forty-five kicks, and then dish off. Like he was involved in the the run and carry that Collingwood, or yeah. or was he? was he like getting some chippy chippy stuff like do you, do you Well there
0: was a particular game that I remember it was against the Brisbane Lions where he laid zero tackles and had zero marks as well. And that ended up with a score of 54, which was... Are you talking about this is early twenty twenty two. This was 2022, um, okay, which yeah, is just before his injury. Before his injury. So this yeah. is a full game. He, uh, he scored 54 points that game. 26 hit-outs, 14 disposals. So I think we were
1: at, or I was at that game. Were you
0: Were we there together? Uh, I don't remember, to be honest. I think I might have been at home, because I remember swearing at the TV, I think. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's just games like that that have me a little bit... Oh, I have a bit more hesitancy to say that Brody Grundy is going to be the Brody Grundy we all remember then i do say that Max Corn will be the dominant Max Corn that we've seen more recently that's my only flag which is why if i had to pick between the two well, do you have to pick between the well, two well that's the thing you don't maybe mm-hmm. you don't have to but if you had to pick t- between the two and you were so gung ho on this next guy that we're going to talk about yeah. i personally would side on the Max Corn side of things if i'm picking between the two um, but like you said, we might not have to pick between the two. Last thing on Brody Grundy that I do want to put out, which might yep. be actually in his favor. If we talk about Ruck contests and how many Ruck contests there were, if we compare his season, his last season with Collingwood, um, where he did average extremely well, um, which was 2021, the total Ruck contests for them, as I've just completely lost my stat, the total Ruck contests for them were actually last in the comp. They they were dead last with 78 points. And he averaged 106, AU. And he averaged 106. <clears throat> Sydney last season averaged 94 ruck contests. So, Sorry, how many did you say Collingwood? So 78. So you've got not. you've got basically 16 more rock contests per game. So the amount of opportunity compared to Collingwood where he yep. went 106 versus Sydney is actually yep. probably better at Sydney. And people, you know, sometimes talk about the smaller ground, the the narrow, skinny skinnier yeah. ground at the SCG. Um, so that may be something you could lean towards as a bit of a positive for him
1: very interesting
0: should we um, let's let's talk about the next guy here but before we do uh, make sure you guys give us a big old thumbs up on the YouTube if you are watching over there and uh, make sure if you are listening over to the podcast on audio give us a a five star rating and review and uh, drop a little comment in there and we will read out some really good ones on the next podcast guys Um, so do that and uh, we'll be forever grateful All right, next guy this
1: was... um. This pick was like a, a lay down as air before... Before the recent... right phrase? Did I just... I believe you. It. You say it confidently and i I did say it confidently. Yeah. It sounded very intelligent.
0: I'm, I'm <laughs> going to Google it if I can spell it. <laughs> no, I don't think you can. Um, I'll tell you something here, Luke. Okay, tell me something while it, I'm doing this. He was my first picked in my team. When I when I went to go down and, you know, where, where was it? December 16th, or when the game first opened months ago, Tristan Jerry was the first player picked... In my in my fantasy
1: classic, I side think I got it right. Lay down, Mazere, an no. absolute certainty.
0: Wow, there you go. Um, he he was your guy last year.
1: Wow, there you go. Bring bring
0: <laughs> a, Yeah, really, you really condescending, prick you. Uh, <laughs> Um He was your first picked. He was my first picked. Um, I don't, now, I don't blame I, you. I don't have scars, but I want to talk to someone who does potentially have scars with Tristan and Sherry, who obviously started in last year, yeah. injured in that first
1: quarter. It was uh, it was a painful painful time for you but but this is this is the absolute thing that you if you're going to have something like this happen you want it to happen like this because Guess what I can do? I can sit back and go, oh, that guy was on track for one. F- he was aver- he averaged this points per minute, average one Points point. per minute. I would yeah. have won a Horlux if he didn't go down. That's perfect. <laughs> I- I'll happily spread yeah. that narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as much as it hurt, I was kind of like, it, it was, um, I think I said it at the time, I-, I felt like I was vindicated in the pick by his first quarter. I was like, well, this guy is the number one ruck. He's doing yep. what, he- what I expected him to do. And I mean, you can't account for injuries sometimes, can you? Yep. not not with players that don't have. These oh, exactly. I mean, yeah, histories. and and someone just fell in his
0: leg. He did, mm. was it the sin that he had, and yeah, uh, Yeah, yeah, and then that was it. So, right. um, if you if you were keen on him last year, you started him last year. This year he is cheaper than last year, but he doesn't have a face. He well, yeah. we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But the risk last year was Goldstein was waiting in the wings. <laughs> now you started him last year because Goldstein wasn't named round one. Yeah. Now, Goldstein's not there at all. Like, he's he's in a different club. So, I mean, we'll talk about his face in a second, but there Mm. is no one really there to chop him out outside of um, Coleman Jones, who I don't think is much chop as a ruckman. I think he's more of a forward. So, like, he is it. He's their guy there. So, if you thought he was valued last season, he's even more valued this season. Mm. And... No early buy. So obviously the Grundy Gorn combination you've got to deal with that early buys. Yes. Round five and round six. Tristan Jerry, you don't have to worry about that. But let's talk about let's talk about his face. He's he's <laughs> yeah. gone and he's gone and fucked it up. He's he's gone and broke he, his face.
1: He has gone and it's yeah. He's had a facial fracture. So he he's at the oxongs at the minute despite the facial fracture. Because you don't need a face to play footy, do you? Like <laughs> well, not a ruck. Legs and arms. Yeah, legs and arms. Cool, we we'll get him like a, a mask thing with just some little people. Oh, holes yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the could,
0: whole. Um, what's the. Which, Hector? <laughs> I'm oh, Hannibal. Of Hannibal, Hannibal, Hannibal Lector. Lector, yeah. Hector, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Hannibal H- Hector. going. On. Yeah,
1: so yeah, um, yeah. we'll get, get him yeah. something like that. It'll be, NBA players always. Oh yeah, the mask my Kobe bit. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I,
0: feel, I think that actually gives you a bit of a bump. I think fight. players like to wear that. A bit yeah, a, like, <laughs> it's a bit of a villain vibe. Oh, cut my lip! Can I get Break <laughs> yeah. the mask out? Yeah, make me look cool. <laughs> um So, do, are, you, are you not worried about the the facial fracture? The reports that I've seen is he is not in doubt for round one, but he is sideline for a number of weeks throughout the preseason,
1: I think I would find it really hard um, if I didn't see anything from him in the, in the practice game. matches. Yeah. That, that would be... My, my heart would be saying, like, yes, I think it's a really good pick, but my head would be, you know, all, all the stuff that you listen to and all the stuff that you read about is, is, like, don't don't make that risque pick on a guy that might have been injured and you haven't seen much from. Yeah. So, I would... Yeah, I feel like I would have to steer away in that instance. But at the minute, he's... Um, I mean, let's just say he's a placeholder at the minute. I, I'm still... Yeah, so, still so the, the
0: wording out of the club is the fact that he copped an elbow to the face uh, and he's going under the knife to have a plate inserted into his cheekbone, I think, which is... <laughs> that's pretty gnarly. Um, he won't right. miss much running time, so his fitness, you would expect, oh, but... you I don't mean, run with your face. No, <laughs> that's it's, a very good point. Um, but he won't be returning to contact for anytime soon. It depends how long his face heals, which... Um, you know, I wonder it's if they have to but... put
1: him in one of those like cones. Oh, you know, like, dog cones? yeah, <laughs> like don't scratch your face. Tristan. Uh, there's a plate in there now. I think that's more for licking your nuts, but I don't think you have <laughs> to,
0: wor- <laughs> to worry too much about that. <laughs> Where do you get the plate insert? <laughs> uh, Fuck. Uh, yeah. So uh, once a monitor, I too Shit. like you. If he doesn't play like a preseason game. It's going to be hard to pick him when we've got those other good options
1: there. It is tough, yeah. Especially, yeah, you've sold me on on Gorn a little bit too. So, yeah, I, it means spending a little bit more cash, but... A bit more cash,
0: and, and it also means that you're going to have, you've got two players with an opening, with the early buy, and in the ruck department where you're probably not going to be able to cover them too much either. Um, so, I think the flow-on effect is to be even more selective with players outside of your rucks, on those round five and round six by players like your Taylor Adams, like your, I don't know who else we're considering there, but those players there, James Jordan, Jordan, all those kind of guys, um, Nick Dacos um, as well. So it, it just, to me, makes it a little bit more difficult to get those 22 players on the field for every one of those six rounds early on. But pre previous injury, like I had him kind of slated to go. I thought I think he could easily go ninety plus. There's a world where I could see him going as high as ninety five. If I took a bit of a page out of Calvinator's book and I took out some scores <laughs> here and there. Round one, you said went down in the first game. Twenty six in like half a quarter or something. We extrapolate that a little bit. Times, no, that, times that by four. Times it by eight, man. <laughs> so, that guy was on fire. I'll, I'll, look, I won't go too nuts, but I'll go times it by oh, four. Don't go nuts. They That's where he got his surgery. <laughs> Get a cone on my head. Um, <laughs> if we have, he had two other games where goals seen didn't play. So yep. if I extrapolate that first game, add those other two games in, Same he one. averages 96. Yeah. And has a points per minute of 1.03, which was higher than both Max and Grundy last season. You're mm-hmm, a fucking statistician, mate. The old
1: three-game sample
0: size three extrapolated by a game.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, Mitch Popowski.
0: Um, <laughs> I think there's a world where he comes out and he goes mid-90s. Now, price at 64, like you said, it is actually a, it's a decent amount cheaper than Brody Grundy. He's 10 points cheaper yeah. than a Brody Grundy, who we already consider to be very cheap. So mm-hmm. he quite easily could be about 30 points of upside. Compared to Grundy's, maybe twenty to twenty-five. Um, plus, he's got no early round buy. So, but again, this facial injury just throws another spanner in the works.
1: I don't see it happening, but the data does suggest that he's not a good sharer. So if there is a world where, for whatever reason, North yeah. Melbourne decide to... No, 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 no joke. <laughs> no, no, joke. joke. <laughs> um, no joke, but he, he just didn't share well. Like when Goldie came back in and they kind of split the ruck duties up, it was dog shit for the last four rounds of the yeah. season. So yeah. it was no, like, it wasn't 59, 53, 54, 47. Like that's rubbish. So 50. I don't see it happening, but yeah. if there was a world where it happened...
0: Yeah. And like say for example, we see in the preseason like they do like this Darcy Cameron, uh, Mason Cox kind of situation where they do like a mirror 60 40 split where Coleman Jones comes in there like then still that's, no good. That's a red flag, and we'll probably go with those other boys. So yeah, um, definitely one to watch. I'm a little bit less enthusiastic before then. Now with the Brody Grundy and Max Gorn combination, mm. say we was locked that in. Yeah. I want to get your thoughts on the potential of starting someone like a Jordan Sweet, not at R2 or R1, but at Three. R3. So, like, was he like 300? Um like 300, was he 380k? 380K yeah, um, so 42. Price. So we're missing two of those big dogs early in the season through yep. their buy rounds. Yep. Jordan Sweet has no early buy. He could plug and play each of those two rounds. Is that is that Worth it, really,
1: to pay up one
0: hundred eighty thousand on your bench.
1: It doesn't give you a a, a nice feeling, but let's say again, I don't see this happening because they bought Soldo across. Yes, but let's say for whatever reason, Sweet was the number one guy in there, and and Soldo wasn't playing. I don't again, I don't see it happening. Mm. Then I think it would it would almost be a like have to kind of pick. Yeah, I think if he was solo rocking it, because we've said like I said before. So if you're a solo rock guy, you'd have to fall over yourself not to go ninety. Yeah, and. He actually got a little bit of form in the VFL. I he, couldn't he's not about rockman. The apparently the servers were down on the website I was trying to use. I couldn't find the VFL data so I was scrolling through game by game on the Footy Live okay. app and I was seeing hundreds, 120 yeah, high yeah, 90s. Yeah. Started the season pretty poorly, but
0: and that that like those numbers translate better for rockman I, like I think like, cuz
1: sometimes the hit out numbers I think bec- are inflated because yeah. you're playing against some Terry Topper. Up against, yeah. but the like yeah. You're around the ball, you're tackling. That's you know, it. If you're, doing you, if you're one of those type of ruckmans, I think they translate well. He did have high hit-outs. But like I said, like if you'd have to fall over yourself not to go 80 or 90. Yeah. And if that's the case, then you've got a guy that you put on your bench for 380 who's potentially... going to make you a bunch of cash and, you, and where, cover you. Where are your thoughts? I don't see it happening without Soldo. Yeah, you know, you know,
0: I think it's going to be hard to go Soldo ruck without...
1: Um, <laughs> Ivan, there. Was that it? A- <laughs> yes. Come on, give
0: credit. You got to give
1: me a look. I, I, I always give you a look after I've made one, so that I know. I know you're. Yeah, on. I don't think. I don't think
0: it's gonna be. It's gonna be difficult for him to like push Ivan Soldo out into the twos. That's good man. Uh, <laughs> that was a pity. Uh, so. Um, I don't think that it's likely, and I think in that situation will be the only situation where I would pay that much money to have on my bench. I don't think I could do it if both of them are playing in round one. Um, so I haven't really given it too much. Yeah, for what it's worth, as well, line.
1: I know we have the early round buys, but for what it's worth, it would wouldn't it might not allow you to loop in rounds five and six. Yeah, uh, in you no know, when we have um, oh the
0: the regular f- buys when you
1: have a full complement. Yes, because he might be a playing ruck, or you'd yeah. be picking him as yeah, player, yeah, yeah. I know get what I'm mean? saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing is like, if you get him in for rounds to cover rounds five and six, like, who's to say he's
1: there, you know? Like, you could be put in a really shit spot, couldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Like, was, who's, the,
0: who's to say he's even, you know, playing at that time? Maybe they do go with solo, soldo. Um, and like, that's a
1: the whole plan's gone kaput because of that. And the other thing too is it, on the ruck line, it, it's, um... How do I put it? it's like it's hard to weasel your way out of things yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. there's there's nowhere to go in a lot of these instances yeah. like that's another point that it's going to bring up is if you go um, if you have a cherry someone like pass. cherry well yeah. this is the thing is like let's say god forbid cherry comes out fractures the other half of his face or something <laughs> this is like where do you go I had to fucking fall over myself yeah. <clears throat> I had to make mid round one trades yeah you cooked yourself to, to go fucking Dawson to Hayden Young just to make sure I had enough cash to get to fucking Jared Witts and then once I went English so yeah you you could be in a lot of strife.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is difficult to tinker around if they do go bad. So, hmm. yes. Um, let's talk about draft and where we'd rank these guys. We'll go through these pretty quickly, but I think in my draft rankings, I do have Tim English in a tier of his own at tier one. Um, some might argue that Rowan Marshall is right there behind him and in tier one. You might argue that. I don't really know why I've got t- Tim English in a tier of his own. I just, I just think that he's... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he's more of an integral part of their team. Rowan Marshall is there, but I don't think they state they want to give it to him. He just kind of finds it in a way. Uh, I don't some, know. Put
1: some respect on Rowan Marshall. Maybe, maybe I'm,
0: I'm wrong there, but I just, I just see Tim English as a 120 player, um, and he's just a gun. I, I think he's a tier in his own. Tier 2, I've got Rowan Marshall still second, but they also have Max Gorn joining Ooh. him in that tier. And I do see a world where Max Gorn actually averages more than Royal Marshall. I'm not predicting it, but I do see a world where that is the case. Um, So I think that they are clear your top three. Tier three, I think there is a bit of a drop by about 10 to 15 points or so. I've got Brody Grundy at four, Sean Darcy at five, and Kirit Briggs at six. Darcy nearly averaged 100 last season. Um, Had a few injuries, so you have to take that into consideration as well. And Briggsy came in and just dominated the ruck and made it his own. So I think he is, um, you know, this is sort of like that 95 to 100 kind of a range. Um, So I think that he is in there. Any um, any thoughts on Darcy or Briggs sort of being in that group with Brody Grundy at all?
1: No, I think Briggs has shown at the end of last year that he's actually a pretty safe kind of guy, especially when he's got that number one rock man. Flynn's there. gone now. Yeah, yeah. Darcy Cameron can give you a stinker on any given day. Um,
0: I probably a bit later? yeah.
1: Yeah. Sorry, Shawnee Darcy. Shawnee Darcy. Yeah. 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 If Shawnee Darcy stays healthy, then he's the certainly... health is the main thing. Like yeah, he the...
0: originally hundred, so by average, I probably have him the highest of these three, but yeah. I've just ducked him down a bit, which is fair enough, I yeah. think.
1: And I think it's it's. Pretty locked in that he's the main ruck guy over there, which is interesting yeah, for Luke, Luke Jackson. Luke this Jackson, is Paul yeah. Jackson but that's, that's I mean, he chose to one. go there, so yeah, weird, what's um, weird decision. with uh, with um, draft this year, there are actually like a few good ruck options yeah. getting around, I think. So, where where are you drafting these guys?
0: That's a good question. I think Tim Inglis is number one, he's the number one pick in really, I, I think. Like, I think he's going to average the most points out of any player, yeah, he's, okay. he's in that ruck. Okay. You so just you square lock, it away, you've you got a captain a option, in. then you can start to search and hunt for those mids where you're going yeah. to need a lot what of What about the, the migraines, the, the All the migraines. They can be debilitating. <laughs> I'm not too worried about the migraines. He did his hammy last season. Have you ever had a migraine? I have, have yeah. Terrible. Fucking, yeah. yeah, they suck.
1: You couldn't play footy with it. You,
0: you get over it, though, in a week. Like, oh. I yeah. think the concern with him with, with holding him out of training was they were concerned the migraines were as a result of his concussion. I yeah, I think they've since, and, and from what I've seen, they've since said that that was not the case mm. and they were being cautious and so now he's pretty much going to go back into full contact training is what I've seen. So I'm not too worried about the migra- migraines now that we know that it wasn't a result of concussions. But, you know, knock on wood, hopefully that's the case. Um, I would, I'd probably then go maybe Dacos at pick two. I'd probably I'd then go three and four Marshall Gorn. Oh, I, I, bang, bang. I, go I think all to those Dawson guys or- go really high there wow. just because I do think there is a pretty substantial gap between Max Gorn and Brody Grundy at the next spot. Or at least my confidence in that
1: being the case. So, you're going Dacos before... Uh, oh, I think so, just because, because he's a defender. He's a defender. Like, okay. and he, yeah. I
0: expect him to go 110 to 115. So, and, he's in line with the midfielders. You yeah. yeah. You're going to pick three, you know, multiple defenders. You're picking one ruck. But I do think that Royal Marshall, Max Gordon should be basically the first half of your first round. Yeah, wow. Um, and then maybe these next rucks, maybe second or third round probably yeah. is where I'm picking
1: them. Who is that? Um. Who's that good ruck you picked up in your keeper league?
0: <laughs> We're not gonna talk about him. We're not talking about old man. Say,
1: say his name. Sammy Draper. The raper. Sammy, <laughs> Draper. Sammy Draper. <laughs> Big Draper.
0: Big he, keeper, breakout season. Oh.
1: <laughs> Bro, <laughs> Todd you're... Goldstein
0: is there to mentor him along. Just give him that little push. Oh, Alright, uh... bro. I'm
1: not backing you in that keeper league. The Raper Draper. Yeah, no, well, sir, we're not we're not putting all our chips in the <laughs> ruck department. <laughs> oh there. my goodness. Um,
0: to keep going on number seven, I've got a faller here in Toby Nankervis. Now he averaged he was the third averaging ruck last season. Mm-hmm. Um, averaged over a hundred, and this might be very low for a lot of people. But if we look back at his averages over the past few years, he's typically an eighty guy, and he's also someone who. I think for the past few seasons, has led the comp in freeze against as well. He's very, very high up there Plays as a, on the a line, lot of he? Richmond players. But <laughs> prior to last season, he went 85.6, 83.4. He's also someone who struggles to stay healthy a lot as well. Now, you might say there's no Soldo there, but I still just have a hard time believing he's going to back that up um, just when his history suggests he's more of that 80s guy. So I've got him more low 90s, dropping about sort of, 8 to 10 points per game. So I have him in tier number 4. Then I've got Tristan Jerry and Jared Witz. So this is kind of that low 90s range is where I have about these guys. And then in tier 5, by himself, at number 10, I've got Darcy Cameron. And that kind of ends the confident ruck line. You might throw in Oscar McInerney and stuff like Sam that. Draper. but Sam Draper. You know, I mean, he's probably more tier 2, but... Um, <laughs> tier 22. Tier 22. Um, but yeah, I think... After that, like those top nine, I'm pretty confident they're all pretty much solo or clear number one rucks. I'd probably want to. I probably wouldn't want to rely on getting someone like a Darcy Cameron, um, because I do feel like any given day, sometimes Mason Cox goes in there. Weirdly enough, um, but yeah, I think
1: How many teams normally in a, in a draft league? Like, can it be uh, 10 to 12. I mean, Imagine if you're your number or, 11 or 12 and you, you get somebody that's not one of those guys yeah. in the run.
0: I'd be, I'd be a bit nervous yes. rolling out like those ones. But last year, I think I won our draft competition and I had someone like uh, Oscar McInerney. I drafted Proust at the time and that Ooh. that went up in flames. But So Indeed. you can do it. I mean, it just yeah. means that you've just got to fade that to the very end of your draft because people aren't obviously looking to draft those guys. So you get them really late.
1: Uh, but yeah, that's where I have the draft rankings for Ruckman. Beautiful. That was, that was a good episode in terms of discussion. I think I'm, I'm intrigued to see what people have to say in the comments because there's, mm. there's so many different ways you can go with the Rucks. I, I, think, I, think, yeah. I
0: think the forward line and your Ruck line mm. in Classic are going to dictate the rest of your team in terms of yeah, structure. Yeah, like yeah. How much money are you spending in the Rucks? How much money are you spending in the forwards? And from there, the other lines will kind of take care of themselves. But I do think that they are probably our most important lines this season. Um, that will do it for us today, guys. Make sure as well, if you have enjoyed the podcast and all our previews for the positions, give this video a big thumbs up. Hit that big old subscribe button. Ring the bell so you're notified every time our... Videos come up next podcast. We are going to be doing a team reveal. Oh, revealing the boys over here! So, all of you guys, very nice, very good. No
1: question about it. Nope, that's the wrong button. I mean, which maybe? Wow, that was
0: very nice. You stick to your side (laughs) over there, mate. Uh, But until next time, there, guys. We'll catch you guys in the next podcast. Later's, bye.